0: Welcome to the Word Up Podcast, where we discuss all things tech in Israel from the perspective of a technical writer. Doesn't sound interesting? Well, you can go ahead and leave. Just kidding. Stick around because I think I'm going to make a very compelling case why you should care about technical writing. Welcome back to another episode of the Word Up Podcast. Um so I actually wanted to start this episode off with a big thank you to you the listeners. Um I intended for this podcast to start uh, for an, you know, more of an Israeli audience. Uh I've gotten tons and tons of feedback actually um in the short time that we've uh, had the podcast running and it's been from everywhere from Australia to Europe to America and obviously from within uh Israel itself. So I really want to thank you um for the traction it's been getting and and the 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 feedback and the support that I've been getting. So I really, uh, really do appreciate it. And since it is gaining traction, just let you know that we do plan to add um, interviews. I'm creating a schedule for people to interview now. Thank you for those who recommended people for me to interview and all of those who are considering it. Um, I'll be in touch soon. Uh, So in in addition to that, obviously, we're going to need video. So as we expand, we're going to be adding video to the podcast uh, and interviews and some more interesting segments. So uh, it's all possible from your support. So thank you very much. In this episode, I want to cover something that we have not talked about at all. Um, At this point, we've had about five or six episodes. And uh, we've concentrated on recruiting technical writers, how to build a team of technical writers, how to build out doc centers, uh, what to consider. We've covered the infrastructure of the actual writing, the content part, and the hiring, the resource part. And this is perhaps the most misunderstood topic and not really covered. Uh, And I'm not sure a lot of technical writers can go in and make a a strong case for what we're going to cover today. It's not so easy. This is the, the the business role. What what business purpose does documentation serve? So, if I were to ask you as a founder or a business owner who's looking to bring on a technical writer, why do you need a technical writer? And the answer might be because we need technical documentation. This is when we go down the why hole. Why do you need uh, technical documentation? So we can keep asking why 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 until we get down to the to really the bottom line. And which is there's a business purpose for technical documentation. So, uh, what I'm going to do is cover three of the main areas where I think technical writing plays a major, has major business impact. um, And when it's done well, it's a positive impact. And when it's done poorly or ignored completely, it has uh, actually financial uh, loss to it. So, these are, this is, you're definitely going to want to stick around and listen to this um, as a business owner. So the the first of these areas where technical writing really plays a major role um, in terms of business. Uh, when we talk business, let's be honest we're talking we're talking money. This is how it might affect your bottom line um, or how much money you're expending on other aspects of of your of your organization. So the first one is onboarding. There are two groups I would say that are being onboarded to your product. Number one is obviously customers. Number two are new, are, are, uh, new hires. So if you're a, a smaller startup, you know, early stages after your Seed Rounder or Series A funding, um, you're going to be going through, hopefully, I hope it goes like this for you, um, like a, a hyper growth stage. And so the the way things are done initially when you're onboarding new new employees, you have one person who's been around from the beginning and they usually give a general session, explain the product, have a sit down. But this is completely unscalable. Okay. And then it, you end up getting knowledge gaps and knowledge black boxes very, very quickly um, as you hire more people and as the product expands. The feedback that I've received, this is completely anecdotal. And if you have had a different experience, definitely let me know that onboarding for let's t- t- talk first about onboarding new new hires new employees to your own company is that it's usually unstructured right there's no actual schedule we're not talking about enterprises right we're talking more about s- startups and mid-sized companies that uh, you know enterprises obviously have have uh, more more uh, structured onboarding but for the smaller companies it's less structured Um, you feel like you're not accomplishing goals and you're, and it's not long enough really. I mean, let's be honest, most onboarding, um, tasks include getting your computer up and running, getting all the software, all the programs, you know, all the applications and then product training is a lot of the time it's maybe a session or two, or maybe watch some videos we've put together. Um, and then you're, you're on your own. Um, the feedback is that this is wholly, you know, insufficient. So one thing that a technical writer can do is um, just – some these are some creative ideas to think what to do. Number one, when, when they're onboarding, to write everything down because they write everything down. The second thing is um, to create sort of like forms or templates for new hires to fill out, especially when we have uh, wiki uh, um, applications like – like notion or or confluence that someone can easily go to as a new hire, here's a form. As you go, as you go through in your onboarding, write down what worked, what didn't work, what interesting piece of information you wrote. So in this role, the technical writer um, can actually act as more of like a content curator, right? You can be curating all this uh, information because the truth is it's going, it should make its way back into your documentation. As a, as a technical writer curates this information from new hires, it's also going to benefit new customers because really everyone is just a new customer. New hires are not, are not paying for it. So any knowledge that's gained from onboarding new hires is most of the time going to be applicable to new customers as well. So they can curate this information um, they know what to look for, right? This is a specialty of a technical writer. Know what information to look for. Create templates or um, forms for new hires to fill out. Very basic things that'll capture what they need, pain points, what worked well, what was easy to understand, what wasn't easy to understand about the product, and then turn this curated knowledge internally into customer-facing documentation. The second thing, obviously, is onboarding customers. So this there's a bit of there's a, there are a couple added. Uh, you know attributes that make it really important to have a technical writer um, involved in wh- where it impacts business really it's the same thing it's manual it's repetitive and it's resource intensive if you think how many how many resources you currently put towards onboarding a new customer it might be you you might be a founder you might be the CTO and you're the one giving over the the demo and onboarding and showing the, the you know the hacks and how to get how to work the system you might be a VP. The idea is that it's resource intensive. You don't want all of your field resources, your um, solutions architects and your sales engineers and your customer success folks, you don't want them onboarding. It's it's very labor intensive and it costs the company a lot of money. So if currently, let's just make up numbers. If currently you figure out it takes 20 people hours to onboard a new customer, define a very specific goal. Say right now we use 20 people hours With the introduction of technical documentation, we want to reduce that by twenty percent. Okay, so you can create very clear KPIs for what role you want to play. Do not, do not, please do not fall into the trap of saying we have a technical writer create onboarding, and that will now no one will have to uh, speak with a a new 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 clients. That should not be the case. Make a realistic goal, especially in the beginning, especially if you only have one writer, um, an achievable goal of what. What role documentation can play on onboarding new customers and new hires? That kind of leads into the second aspect of uh, the business aspect of, of technical documentation: customer support tickets. Um, this should be, I don't know, relatively easy for you to quantify. Um, how much does it cost per ticket? Um, that obviously goes into you know you can create your own algorithm for what goes into it, but however much you're paying customer success, um, the the number of people. Let's take a a, a normal ticket, right? First, it comes into a, a CS engineer, a customer support engineer. They get the question. They go to maybe a PM to fully understand what's going on. Is this something in the product we can change? How do, how do we want to answer? Then they go back to the developer and say, is this a technical issue? Then it goes back to a CS engineer. And then maybe documentation gets created and the ticket's closed. So there are a couple things here. Number one, you're involving lots of team members. It's taking up a lot of time. And eventually the ticket gets closed, but at a very high cost. And reactive documentation is going to create documentation that answers the question for this ticket, and ho- and pu- you know you publish it, and hopefully the next time someone has this this issue, you'll you'll implement your ticket deflect your ticket deflection plan with the knowledge base, and it won't come up again. But this is also this is really not a scalable thing. You don't you the thing that you can't add to your algorithm. Of, of how much it costs per ticket is customer frustration. We're really at a point in most things. You know, you go to a supermarket self-service. You go to a bank uh, self-service. Most places now are self-service, and to have to manually go and get an answer and wait for an answer, it's a, it's just a really bad user experience. So figure out exactly what role your doc, your technical documentation can play in reducing, proactively reducing customer success tickets, customer support tickets. Um, to reduce that that cost again. If the average ticket costs, you know, five per people hours, let's try to get it down to three or two. But make a realistic KPI for how much you want to reduce. Um, see uh, the customer support tickets by with your with your technical documentation. The third aspect, business aspect of of technical documentation, is that after marketing, after your dot com, where you where potential clients and customers come in. The next place they're going to go is to technical documentation. Okay, the idea that nobody reads, it's false. Everybody reads. I challenge you. When was the last time, the last application at your company that you bought or the last vendor that you checked out and you did not go to their documentation? Okay, or you had the proposal, say, we're thinking about using vendor ABC for this, and then you take it to one of your developers and say, you know, can we do it? Immediately, they're going to go to the documentation, API documentation. I'll tell you, when I sit, I sit with um, with engineers, right? I sit on, on I'm, I'm on a product team, but around me are engineers. Uh, we have a open space uh, plan, and I peek over their shoulders sometimes, and you know what? Most of the time, they're reading documentation. People read documentation, um, and there's a reason for it, it's because marketing is the the top layer of the funnel to get you interested, but it's not going to give you the the detailed information you need to know about actual capabilities of a product or an application that you're thinking about buying. Um, So they're going to want to go to the documentation. So number one, you need your documentation to be at a state where you're, where you're comfortable showing it publicly or showing part of it publicly. Okay. It's a very public face of your product. Now, that is another that leads to another aspect which is product maturity if you are an excellent you have an excellent product you invested in your front end your ux is awesome you you know the the dot com is is amazing your marketing things and then people go to use your product and oops we fr- we don't have great technical documentation it shows a sign of immaturity because you have not provided the same resources people money whatever towards Explaining to users how to use your product successfully, quickly, with as little friction as possible, as you have in trying to funnel and get them to buy your product. So um, generally, companies are playing uh, startups are, are playing catch up when their larger enterprise companies uh, start customers start coming to them and saying, "Hey, uh, where's your documentation? We need documentation." And this is actually leads to a fourth. Uh, I'll give you a bonus one: is that in in some in some cases technical documentation is actually a legal requirement um, I've been at places where where I've been I've gotten calls at you know when I'm, I'm, I'm on teams that I'm writing for I got a call and, and they from a sales team and said hey we're, we need to close this deal and they're looking for this this and this in, in documentation it needs it's a checklist for them before they can sign a deal so technical documentation can actually play a very real business role uh, and it can cost you a lot of money or can help you reduce costs so A little investment up front in a good technical documentation specialist, technical writer, product content writer, whatever you want to call it, and creating a content strategy that actually meets a business goal will help you reduce costs down the line. So when we go back down our why hole that we started with, why hire a technical writer? Well, the answer is to document your product and features, but that really is just a mechanism by which to achieve a bigger goal which is to keep your customers happy, give them as much self-service experience as possible to reduce the friction they experience when using your product and to free up your internal resources to concentrate on other more difficult tasks, not the not the basics that technical documentation um, can take care of. So uh, now it's time where we look at a LinkedIn post. Now, I, I came across this one uh, and... and I had a much different take on it than a lot of the people that commented. So this post uh, is from a technical writer. And it's a a picture uh, at a baseball game of a jumbotron, the big uh, screen out in the outfield. And it it says on it, it says, Welcome to the Society for Technical Communication. Only problem is the word technical is spelled incorrectly. There's a typo. And I got to tell you, the comments were brutal. Uh, Everything from they could use a technical writer. You need a technical editor. Uh, You know, oh, it must have been a Marcom, a a marketing communications person that wrote that. And the idea that, you know, people found it funny. And of course, like I said, we're an odd group. Technical writers are an odd group and they find this funny. This is like a, you know, like a a really great joke for them. Um, But the thing that uh, I took out of this and, and that really bothered me is the truth is people make mistakes. Someone made a mistake. This was their job. They made a mistake. It happened very publicly. Um, and we have to take a look at what the impact of the mistake is. Did it cost them money? No, not really. Did it turn into a funny meme? Yeah, sure. Um, but the truth is at our job, we we have to create an environment and a culture where mistakes are not celebrated in this matter. Mistakes happen. And wh- where do we go from that? What do we do with it? Now, I was very fortunate to have an extremely, extremely forgiving and understanding manager and my first writing job. It was at a um, large uh, enterprise, international uh, enterprise organization. It was my first release and we had to take care of localization. Now, I did not take care of localization. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what the process was. It was a very uh, involved uh, process with our technical writing uh, uh, software that we used. And uh, it was a very, very costly mistake. I'm, I'm not going to throw out a number. But it was a very costly mistake. And uh, I had a call with her and she explained exactly how I screw things up. We reviewed the process and how we could improve it and what I'd have to do for next time. And then she really calmly explained that like a mistake is okay, but re- repeating that same mistake is not okay. And I think it was an excellent lesson. And I take it with me now as a manager. And I, I tell people, you're allowed to make a mistake, but we have to learn from it. And the only problem occurs really when you make the same mistake again. OK, so let's rethink how, how we approach mistakes and uh, not be so brutal uh, when, when it happens, even if it costs us money, as long as there's going to be a learning moment from it. OK, now it's uh, time for the segment Time to Retire. So um, this one has bothered me for a very long time and some people might not be bothered by it. But um, how many times have you gone into a meeting and someone starts off and says, OK, I'm going to discuss, I'm going I'm to give you the 30,000 foot view of the book." Per- I, I, for some reason, I, I can't stand this, uh, you know, 30,000, 40,000, and then it's 50,000. And then, you know, and then people correct themselves. No, no 20,000. No, I meant 30,000. Come on. What are we saying? What you're trying to say is I'm going to give you a general overview of whatever I'm about to talk about. If we want to get into particulars, let's follow up in something else or this is not the form for it. Let's have a talk after. But, but attaching this 30,000 foot view as if, you know what? let's just retire this word and say what we mean. I'm going to give you a general overview that's not going to get into too much detail. Thank you for joining this episode of the Word Up podcast. I really hope it helps you understand the, the business impact that technical documentation uh, can have. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to avoid these going forward. So thank you for joining us in this episode of the Word Up podcast. Uh, All of the information for contacting us will be in the description. Definitely send us questions, comments, what you liked, what you didn't like. And if you have any questions, we'll uh, anonymously, or if you don't want to be anonymous, however you prefer, uh, we'll go over those questions in the next episode.